0: contrary to many 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 articles i've been reading by people who are quote experts in quote um, long-term bond portfolios are not a bargain right now there's a lot of people who are saying big things about them but if you look very carefully they generally have to do with organizations that sell bonds and they would love for you to buy it's kind of like with the gold thing yeah
1: Once more unto the breach, dear friends. They'll
0: spill the wall up with our English dead.
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. And welcome to another exciting episode of The Personal Wealth Coach, starring Jake and
0: Jeff McLure.
1: Yes, we we make that sound very um, exciting because we're about to talk about the dismal science. We're going to get into great depth into the economy. And boy, is that exciting if you're not below the age of thirty. Um, <clears throat> particularly teenagers tend to find our voices uh, a cure for insomnia. <clears throat> but really? Uh yes. Yeah, so, I mean economic drivel just doesn't compare to fill in the blank band Taylor Swift concert, whatever. Mm. You know, it's just TikTok. TikTok. That's yeah, we're not that's, TikTok. Those are those little breath mints, right? Little, TikTok, mm-hmm. you ask somebody if they want a TikTok. That's
0: mm-hmm. yeah. obviously yeah. what it is. You obviously. correct, I'm sure. Obviously. obviously.
1: Yeah. So this is the personal wealth coach. We are bald. We are bearded. We may not be up on the latest pop culture, though maybe we are. Huh. Uh-huh. Uh, those are our first disclosures. Next disclosures. This is the personal wealth coach. Wait, I already said that. Well, I'm double disclosing. Uh huh. It's also the name of an SEC registered investment advisory firm. It's not coincidental. The people that started that firm are the people that started this radio program. It's us, these balded guys. Um, just because there's a firm that's registered with the SEC doesn't mean that the SEC believes that we are somehow anointed or in another, any other way uh, a glowing representation unless the sun is hitting our heads at a particularly right angle.
0: But we are registered with the SEC, which apparently some folks this week weren't who were trading securities.
1: Oh, well, that's interesting. Yes, yeah, so we'll talk more about that later. So I yeah. mean, we're putting interesting news in the middle of our disclosures. How's that for weird? Yeah. Um, Also, we're registered to give investment advice, but we can't do that on the radio. Can't do that in a podcast. Can't do that in any kind of broadcast. We have to give education here because the advice has to be given in the best interest of the client with some degree of privacy, all that good stuff. So really what we're here to do is try to educate you. We're going to befuddle the masses and possibly clarify one or two points as we muddy everything else. Uh, That is the nature of education. It leaves you knowing that you don't know as much as you thought you did. And uh, once you realize that you really don't know everything, you'll be considered, uh, or anything, you'll be considered an expert. This is the reality of the world that we live. The more you know, the more you realize you don't know. So our effort is to convince you all you'll know nothing. And ourselves, of course. Of course. So there is our goal for, for our day. Um, education rather than advice. Let's see. What else? Um, the, the emails. Uh, well, we've got some more disclosures. We don't pay for this radio okay. program, right? Um, and they don't pay us and they don't pay us. We do buy advertising on the pro on the station for the program, as do they, although I don't think that they are paying their own market rates for their own advertisements. We are they paying market rates. Yes. They're and we may actually have a discount because the market rate hasn't changed for us in a long, long time. Um, So, yes, as economists, we are effectively volunteering our time for several decades for no compensation, which doesn't make any sense at all. Except hopefully we've added some little tidbits of data that people have used to make themselves wealthier. And hopefully that's improved the entire economy enough for us to benefit in it some way. Um, You've got a disclosure that you want to share.
0: Yes. The information we present in this educational radio program has been obtained from sources we deem to be reliable, but we make no warranty or guarantee as to the completeness or accuracy of said information or unsaid information.
1: The unsaid information, we do give warranty as to say it is incomplete and guarantee All unsaid information is incomplete unless written.
0: I don't think it's guaranteed.
1: That's all right. Well, I'm going to guarantee it. I'm, I'm, right. And if, if you find me to be incorrect on that, you can prove it in a court of law by proving a negative. It should be fun. <laughs> sure. Um, oh, so what happened in the market this week?
0: Well, it uh, went up just a little bit, 1.01%, which doesn't sound like a lot. I mean, one point, that's the S&P 500. The NASDAQ went up considerably more, and the Dow went up less, which is normal, by the way. You don't 1% rise in, in the S&P 500 doesn't sound like much to week? Realize That's not over a big a deal,
1: right? That was not a big yeah, but, deal. Yeah,
0: but if you if you think we have 52 weeks
1: in a, in a that, year,
0: that gets pretty impressive. Um and the fact that it was up was impressive. The fact that it wasn't up more was may actually have been a little puzzling because we had some very 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 positive economic news that came out during the week that we'll talk about later and if you are of the opinion, as many people are, that the stock market moves based on economic news or earnings or any of the things that the theorist says should make stock prices move.
1: We are here to disabuse you of that notion immediately.
0: Yes, it doesn't work that way. That, uh, it, it, uh, yeah. it, the, the market has a mind of its own. And it, actually, if you want to look for I, randomness, I that's the way to find
1: it. Yeah, I would prefer to say instead of the market has a mind of its own is the market doesn't have a mind. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest way to put that. Well, it, it
0: has a collective mind. There's a there's a hive mind. It has somewhere.
1: minds. Yeah, it has right. minds. And, and it is just about as uh, intelligent as a mob.
0: Minds and memes. Right. Yes. Um. Well, anyway, so it was up a little bit. Now, I like to keep that in perspective. Um, this particular bear market that we're coming out of, and technically we're, by some people's standards, we're out of the bear market. I count a bear market as the period of time between a record high in the, in the S&P 500 and it going through that again. To a higher high, Uh, if you look at it, that looks like a canyon, and I call that entire thing a bear market. That that makes
1: sense uh, to me. I'm in a
0: minority in in doing
1: that. Uh, Other people say, well, no, it's no longer a bear market as soon as it starts back up. And other
0: people say it has to be up 20% before the bear market is over.
1: Right. Um, But, you know, if we're going to flip it the other way, if you're in the middle of a bull market and the market drops, but it hasn't dropped as much as it grew in the last year. Is And it still drops 20%. Is it a bear market? Well, sort of. Yeah. There's no good definitions here. There really are no good definitions about this. So you can have an up market and a down market, but that even depends on when you're measuring from.
0: Yep. And this one is one of those. So what we're, we're up 105% from the bottom in 2020 in March, which if you were following the market in your own portfolio during that period, you may have been tempted to say, I'm bailing out of here. everything is going down. Pat yourself on the back. Uh, whatever, If you were in an S&P 500, if you were in something that matched the performance of the S&P 500, not that there necessarily is anything, uh, you have doubled your money since then. Anyway, to bring that into perspective, um, it's up about 28% from mid-October. October 12th, when uh, we wrote in our newsletter and said on the air, I think this looks like the bottom. You spent um, the
1: whole radio program talking about how, why it looked like the bottom. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it, that clearly was the bottom. Uh, it's up 28% from that. It's up 19% so far this year, but it is still down 4.4% from its high in January 2022. So are we in a down market or up market? Yes. Depends on when you invest it, I suppose. Right. Uh, Matter of fact, I just- I'm I'm very positively saying yes. Yes, you just had an email from a person who said, my my account is still down from January 2022. Yeah, but it's sort of interesting to see how it's done the last three years. It's up 40%. The S&P 500 has risen 40% in three years. Uh, that's an annualized return of 11.8% per year. And some people who got that return are griping. So um, anyway, the CRSP U.S. Midcap cap Value Index, which we also follow and went the other way, it dropped 0.58% for the week. It's a twenty-four seventy-one point zero seven. Not that anybody actually follows those numbers. Uh, but it's up five point six two percent this year.
1: I do. I do. Yes. Every week you, you, I follow those yes. numbers.
0: So but you don't necessarily anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's up five point six two percent this year and four point eight percent, eight six percent lower than its record high in January twenty twenty-two. Anyway, so that's what's going on in the stock market. Ten year US Treasury note. Effectively did nothing. Again, uh, it, it rose about 3%. It's at 3.96%, but it, 3, 3% three of 3.96% is not much. Uh, it's in the trading range. It is maintained since about this time last year. Uh, the yield curve remains severely inverted. Uh, it, in some ways, it got a little more inverted because when the Fed raised interest rates a quarter percent this week, uh, the short-term, less-than-one-year Treasury securities just about all bopped up, popped up to an annualized yield of about 5.5 or 5.4 percent, which is pretty much to be expected with the Fed having saying short-term rates are going up to 5.5 percent. Which so there's nothing surprising in the bond market. Um, the um, West Texas Intermediate crude oil. You probably noticed that the price of gasoline at the pump went up a little bit in the last week. It rose about five percent to eighty dollars and sixty-five cents a barrel. Probably in reaction to the GDP numbers, although it rose before the GDP numbers were put out. So I think it was going with the estimates from from uh, people like Moody's, saying that the economy is going great guns and it's doing big because the the oil prices rise when oil traders, buyers and sellers of uh, futures contracts determine that uh, we're going to either see a shortage of supply or an increase in demand in the near future. Well, there's no shortage of supply right now. No one's cutting it off all they OPEC has agreed. OPEC Plus has agreed to on several occasions, and then promptly not done. It. Well, it's
1: uh, kind of hard to do that. Consistent. The United States just produces more <laughs> when they produce yeah. less right now. Um,
0: yeah, it, it's, there's there's a lot of moving parts there, but um, that's all. The, the The significant thing was that the S and P 500, which was widely expected and proclaimed to be headed into a downturn sometime in the first half of this year, didn't.
1: The S&P and 500 or the GDP? Both. Both.
0: There's, We've been discussing this ever since October, that a bull market climbs a wall of worry. And yeah. the worry has been intense. And the number of people saying, this is a head fake. This is just a bull. This is a bear market rally. This, it's going to crash down. Don't invest your money.
1: This is a simple been, rule. A simple rule you can do. Easy. Okay. All you have to do is say, you can tell if it's a bull market. By saying, we're in a bull market. If you get a wave of people saying, no, it can't be, we are not, you are almost for sure in a bull market. Right. If everybody agrees with you, hang on to your britches because yep. that's, you know, a bull market, what, the, the full, the, 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 the full f- bull, the full bull. Um, John Templeton said this well, a, a bull market begins on pessimism, matures on optimism and dies on euphoria. We are definitely in the pessimism phase. And people say, There's, look at all the things that are wrong and why are we, yeah.
0: It's shifting. It's shifting over the, to the optimism. optimism. Yeah.
1: I'm seeing headlines okay. now that are saying, soft landing is a, is a sure thing. Like, yep. Well, I preferred it when you said that we're not going to do it because then we were the contrarians. I don't like it when everybody starts to agree with us.
0: We have been proclaiming, at least since October and probably before that, I could, I'd have to go back and look. What recession? We don't see a recession. I don't see any evidence of a recession. I know the tea leaves, the, the statistical tea leaves that the pundits read say, there's got to be a recession. We've had an inverted yield curve. We have a host of things. The
1: that leading all, economic indicators were all down. Right. I mean, and they were all
0: down. down. Like 15 months now they've been going down. And these are things uh, that
1: anybody that's listened to our program for any period of time knows that we trust those indicators very much generally. <laughs> and yet we disagreed with them this time around.
0: It's, It is is an interesting thing. The indicators are trustworthy if you confirm them with what's really going on on the ground. Correct. Uh, If you talk to business people and you talk to people who are buying and selling things and people who want to go out and do things, you get a feel for the general idea of what's going on. You get a feel for what people are going to do in the near future. And if they're saying they're pessimistic and saying, no, I'm just pulling in my horns, it's generally a bad thing interestingly enough, despite the fact that we are rocking and rolling and charging forward um, one of the things that came out in the in the report from the uh, I think it was from the Commerce Department in this case was that spending is rising uh, and, and this is what's really interesting savings rate is going up at the same time. in other words consumers are a spending more money but B they're also saving more money that is I, I've been looking at that all week it's one of the most fascinating things. What's happened apparently is that they paid off a lot of debt, so they don't have a lot of debt, so they can save money and spend money at the same time. But apparently the differential between the house payment they used to have before they refinanced and the house payment they have now at two point something percent, which is the majority of, of mortgages in the United States is available spending money. And so they're spending it yep. and they're saving some of it. Um, I suppose, I suppose, We could be in a more Goldilocks economy, but I don't, I'm not really comfortable with how it would be more Goldilocks.
1: Right. We're moderating our growth. I mean, we just, this, this, this week GDP numbers came out 2.4% for the second quarter. This is the quarter that everyone and their grandmother was saying was definitely beginning, going to be in contraction or as I call it, or as they like to call it negative growth. We like to call it, it shrinkage.
0: It's good to explain that number. People don't understand it because it is manifestly made non-understandable. Right. If the economy, what happens is GDP is first off seasonally adjusted, secondly, inflation adjusted, thirdly, import-export adjusted, and then is stated at a rate that is annualized even though they're reporting on a quarter. So a lot of peculiarity in here. Uh, If you look at the uh, actual growth rate of the economy and you pull out, couple of those other figures, it's growing at like 5% a year. I mean, if you don't take into account the fact that we are bringing things in from overseas, um, much of what we consume in the United States is being brought in from overseas. If you don't take, if if you just simply say that really doesn't count one way or the other uh, for the GDP, because it's sold here. So the retailer gets the money here, and the wholesaler generally gets the money here. It's just not manufactured here. Um, If you say that shouldn't be subtracted, and if we say it shouldn't be seasonally adjusted because the seasons are really screwed up right now, uh, the United States economy grew at almost 5% on an annualized rate
1: in the second quarter. All of this news that came out that you would normally think, according to the last six months, good news is bad news for the market, the Federal Reserve raised rates this this week, and they said, we're going to wait and see what happens now. They didn't give us a clear answer on what they're going to do next time around because they're like, it looks like we might not have to, but it was a unanimous vote of the Federal Reserve Board to raise rates. That's just interesting stuff. And then There's another piece in here, and I mentioned this last week. We've got this inverted yield curve. The longer-term rates are higher than the shorter-term rates. That's backwards. If you get a 30-year loan, it should be at a higher rate than a 15-year loan. And certainly at a higher rate than a than a thirty day loan. Well, when we look at the treasury market, that's not what we're seeing. It's backwards. Well, why is that? Well, because the Federal Reserve every month is buying. Let, let me let me read it to you from their paper. They the, their press release of the implementation note. Um, every month they are buying treasury securities or or selling se- treasury. McC- securities maturing in each calendar month that exceeds a cap of $60 billion. They're selling $60 billion in treasuries every month, but that's not all. They're also selling $35 billion of mortgage-backed securities. That's Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac as well. Stuff back into the market. That's that that's almost $100 billion a month. There is nothing else that comes close to that amount of selling power happening in the market, and most of what they're selling is stuff that's maturing in the next 12 months, which is why when you look at the interest rates out there, the highest interest rates are in that short period. They're dumping money. I mean, they're dumping bonds into the market. It's causing rates to go up, and the price of bonds to drop. And if, if we've looked in the past, people have said an inverted yield curve leads to a recession, and it has. Every time we've had an inverted yield curve since the 1970s, we've had a recession, and yet we're not seeing one this time. Well, we haven't ever had an un- inverted yield curve having to do with the Federal Reserve being the absolute major cause of that inverted yield curve, of selling nearly $100 billion a month into the market because they haven't had that many securities ever before. They've never had this much stuff on the market. So you you can't use a signal that's designed for a a, a horse and buggy on a semi-tractor trailer. The semi-tractor trailer can pull a lot more than a horse can. And the Federal Reserve is the one inverting the yield curve right now. It does make it harder for companies to grow because short-term loans are lower. It does mean that a lot of people are putting money in, into money market funds instead of investing it into business proper uh, opportunities because it's paying you at five percent. Why not? It's not going to cost you anything to put it there. There's, you know, the risk is really low. Why not just stick it in, in these short-term government securities and hold them to maturity at five plus percent? That's great, right? Well, that tends to slow down the market, slows down the economy. People aren't investing in things. They're not buying new things. Except, heads up, we're buying more durable goods. We are spending more out there. So it's a weird situation. This is, you can't use the traditional measurement methods when we are measuring something completely different, we uh, get different results. Uh, and right now, we have some completely different going on. It's starting to kind of work its way out of the system, but it's going to be probably another couple of years of interest rates looking a lot like what they do right now before we see a, a big shift. And the Federal Reserve has said that repeatedly. People don't expect these interest rates to stay where they are for very long, but they are going to stay there for a while. And people are saying, I'm going to wait to buy a house for the interest rates to come down. Well, what I'm starting to hear now instead is I'm going to wait to buy a house until my down payment down payment is bigger. Yeah. They're starting to believe, hey, this interest rate's going to be here for a while. This is the normal interest rate when we're looking back over 50 years. This is normal. We're just not used to it because we've been through an abnormal period of low interest rates. Uh, Just keep that in mind if you're looking for a house. Concentrate on higher down payment because if we get a downturn in the interest rates, that'll be fantastic. But don't bet on it. Don't bet on it. It, it Just assume that you're going to have an interest rate like what you see today and right around the 7%. For a 30 year mortgage, just work up some extra cash to make your down payment that's that's a much healthier approach to than saying I'll wait for the interest rates to come down because you might be waiting a long
0: time you you very well could be waiting for a long time and it, it's one of the things we talked about us remembering things that a lot of people don't remember. We went about a decade with very, very, very low interest rates and it formed you know somebody who entered the financial world and realized what was going on in in 2008. 2009, when interest rates fell. Uh, And you come forward to today and they're seeing interest rates up. For them, it is an extremely brief period of time that interest rates have been up. And there's been a lot of discussion. There's still a lot of discussion about when the interest rates fall. Uh, I mentioned that I'm getting invited to presentations by bond portfolio managers and people who want to sell bonds. Yeah. The issue is if interest rates fall precipitously because we go into a recession or something, the value of bonds will go up. Uh, on the other hand, if they continue to rise longer term, now I'm not talking about short term, less than one year. That's a basically a savings rate. But when we go out 10, 15, 20, and 30 years out, if interest rates don't decline, the bonds that have been in the market for a while are going to remain below par. In other words, they're going to continue to be... Losses if you bought them a few years ago. And until interest rates peak, and that's a, always a hard call to figure out when that's going to happen, I think they're still the longer term interest rates are still a little too low uh, based on what inflation is likely to be going forward. The end result is interest rates probably still have some room to rise on the longer term. And when they do, bond portfolios are going to be worth less. And that's one of the things you talk about people saving up for house. First off, Getting a used house is getting harder and harder and harder to do because people have very, very low interest mortgages and they don't want to get rid of the mortgages. And even if they were willing to get rid of the mortgage, to get another mortgage to move into the house would be very expensive at that point to a new house. So new houses are where it's at, which keeps the builders building and keeps people employed and keeps the GDP growing. It's a big plus. That's one of the reasons that we're seeing the economy continue to surge forward is because New houses are being built at a very high rate of speed in the United States. Um, We're continuing, we're likely, I don't see anything to derail us. Of course, if it is, whatever it is that derails us would be unexpected uh, black swan of some kind. Right.
1: I don't see anything that would do that at this point. We're almost out of time. Do you have a wrap up for the week?
0: Well, the market was up about 1%, the stock market representing the stock market, the S&P 500. We had GDP of 2.4%. We had perhaps more significantly. Over the last year, real disposable income for the average American household has risen 4.7%, which is more than inflation, which means we are on a... It's pretty clear to me, we are not on a decelerating economy sliding into recession. We are in an accelerating economy. Could that change? Sure. But... If their if people's disposable income is going up faster than their spending, which is what's going on, and the savings rate is going up at the same time, that is not a recipe for things collapsing down the road. So we're very optimistic about the near future.
1: And we're about out of time for this hour. How is that for a quick segue with no, uh, no yep. change? If you that would like, left. if you would like to talk to us off the air, we actually do exist in life off of the radio program. We don't just exist on the internet as podcasts. Uh, If you would like to talk to us about your wealth and like some coaching, that's what we do at the Personal Wealth Coach. I know it's kind of redundant to say that, but uh – we do portfolio management. We do investment advice at a fiduciary level. And if you would like to talk to us off the air, we have voicemail waiting on the weekend. Real live people during the week locally at? 254-947-1111. Two, two,
0: four, four,
1: 11, 11. Or 1-800-914-7526. That's 800-914-PLAN. That's toll-free if you have a landline. It's a little strange statement. Um, you can go to our webpage, thepersonalwealthcoach.com or tpwc.com, where you can read our newsletter and sign up for it. You can listen to our radio program and podcast going back a long, long ways. Uh, You can see our famously made for radio faces. You can use the contact form or email us directly at jeff at tpwc.com or jake at tpwc.com.